Um, so just some stats around layoffs uh, coming up. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics report that initial jobless claims in the U.S. reached 900,000 in January of 2023. Uh, according to the National Status and Trends, 30% of small U.S. businesses laid off employees in Q1 2023, and we're only a couple of days into February. Um, the Harvard Business Review says that half of global, global companies plan to lay off employees in 2023. Manpower Group reports that 40% of European companies plan to lay off employees in 2023. And then the last statistic is the Internal Labor Organization estimates that around 200 million jobs could be lost globally in 2023. So layoffs are a real thing, and that's what we wanted to, to get together and talk about today. Um, so Diane, just to kind of kick us off, what are some of the companies and sectors that you've been noticing that have been laying folks off? Yeah, so, you know, I'm mostly in the tech world, so I don't know about everyone else, but the big ones in the news that I've been seeing are Google, Facebook, or Meta, um, Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, even uh, Salesforce. Yeah, there's a lot. And that's not even that's just the bare minimum. And I know people personally at other smaller tech companies that are having layoffs too. Yeah, and, and no, you and I both have like strong tech backgrounds. So it does hit us really closely, like our networks are uh, either being hit hard or currently looking right now. Yeah. And I think it's kind of weird because it's not something we're used to. I think we got really comfortable knowing that we could just have a job whenever we want to, or that everyone was always hiring. And even though people are still hiring and, you know, it's not like this everywhere, but it's, there's more uncertainty than we've seen in a really long time. And it's new to all of the tech workers. Yeah, some of the things that are kind of brought this on, right, or um, I think during the pandemic, a lot of these companies went into businesses that maybe they had no business going into. Um, and I know like for Meta, I had some people that I knew were at Meta, They some of the things they cut were full business units, right? So during the pandemic, pandemic we saw them abandon Portal, for example. Um, and then for a lot of companies, the iOS updates made advertising much harder. So I know a lot of companies, one, have been pulling out of advertising and it's been harder. So a lot of companies that are ad-based have been like letting go of parts of their advertising teams and things like that. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. A lot of uncertainty out there. Yeah. And advertising it has taken a hit for a while now. I used to work at a startup in San Francisco that was an advertising company. And I know it was challenging right when the pandemic hit because people are cutting ad spend then as well and they continue to do that so it's just a it's been a tough at least couple years for them for ad ad tech in general so it's kind of crazy um do you know do you know anyone in like in that specific area or yeah, I do. I mean, cutting ads. Yeah, I mean, Meta's been a, been one of the big ones, right? That I know has been cutting cutting ads, and even, you know, companies that I've been at before had had trouble um, 
with their Facebook ad spend just because of some of the iOS updates. Um, but I think there's some some other things that might be hinting at this. And something that I battled, especially at Netflix, right, is like this whole idea of AI taking people's jobs, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And in from my perspective, right, like the way we were looking at it is AI is meant to enhance the human uh, aspect of work so, so humans can focus on that. But I think there's there's concern over AI taking over some of these other jobs and pushing people out. Um, mm-hmm. Is there anything like that that you've been hearing or been seeing? Uh, I mean, well, for me, I personally am not worried about that. I think one of the things that I'm always talking about as a coach is focusing on those non-technical skills. And I think those are the things that make you stand out amongst your peers. And in this case, AI, you can't replace the EQ of a human. Like that's always going to be needed. And if you have the technical skills on top of that, you're not going to be replaceable, at least not anytime soon. Um, but I I have heard that a lot. People are concerned. But I think for the most part, especially in software engineering, I just hear people excited about the ways they can use it to make their job easier. You know, we're, we love efficiency and all of that. So I think we get excited about it. Have you heard yeah. people being concerned yeah yeah i had somebody I had a client ask me um a couple of weeks ago about that about straight up like is wow. ai gonna take my job um and I, i'm i'm right with you i agree uh there's there so my team at netflix also worked on trailers and things like that and um, we worked with um the the team at ibm that worked on watson and they did the first like ai cut trailer oh nice and, and it was I'd say it was okay, um, but what had to happen was a human had to actually edit what the what Watson the clips that Watson pulled out. So that's what I mean about the human touch. Like you, you're talking about the EQ, mm-hmm. it's hard to replicate the human emotion. Like especially when you're doing something creative or like creating user experiences, there's something about that visceral uh, yeah. reaction that a human has that like AI still has not been able to replicate. So I think if we continue to lean into the human aspects of our work and, and get that down, that's going to be a hard thing to replace. So yeah, yeah. M- at least not in the next five years, 10, 20, who knows? Um, but right. it, I think that's a hard thing for, for AI to pick up. Yeah, I agree. As you were saying that for some reason, what popped into my head was, uh, AI doing, uh, code reviews <laughs> and how hard that would be. <laughs> I mean, in some ways it might be better and we might be able to have nicer, thoughtful, more thoughtful questions. If it's AI generated, we could probably use it to enhance that. But, um, there's so much like context that's needed for, for that. You just can't, I mean, I don't know, never say never might be nice to not have to do code reviews, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that QA. Yeah. yeah. Um, shifting gears a little bit, because I think some of these things have, have happened for some people where, um, for better or worse companies in announced internally that 
layoffs are going to happen or like there's just layoffs looming and everybody kind of knows it, but it, it hasn't happened yet. Um, what are some of the concerns you have with either like loyalty or, you know, what, what mistrust that can create, um, when you kind of have that buzz going on? Yeah, I think it's a, a feeling that a lot of people can empathize with because even if a company isn't about to lay people off, you can, I'm sure we've all been in that situation where we're not sure what's going to happen with our job or our team based on either our own performance or whatever's going on with the company. And that never that never helps with job performance. And it just puts you in this weird situation where you, you're not sure what's going to happen next. And it's weird because I have a different perspective on this now after getting into coaching, but because that's, that certainty is in some ways a little bit, um, like not real to begin with, but cause anything could happen at any time, but that knowing that, Hey, something could happen can really damage, um, the trust and the performance of the employees at a company. And it's, I think it's really important for companies to be really transparent right now, especially like we see it happening all around us. Um, it's not fun to think like, Hey, is our company next? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And there's, um, I've had a, a few folks ask me about that too, right? Some of the, my coaching clients about, um, you know, what loyalty should I have or how should I be thinking about this? Um, yeah. and then ultimately like it's a business decision, right? So you can be loyal to a company, of course. And it's, it's easy when times are good, right? Because you know, times are good. Everybody's making money or doing whatever they need to do, but it's when the hard businesses, business decisions come down that's what makes it difficult because ultimately nobody wants to lay anyone off, but when it happens, it's loyalty kind of has no place. If you're really making a business decision, like for example, with meta, if you are working on the portal project or if you're working in their ad space, it wasn't because you weren't loyal. It was more because like they were cutting those business units. So mm -hmm. really it's a, a business decision. So that's what you have to realize is, Sometimes it's going to come down to a business decision. So you can be loyal, but understand that those things can change if they have to, when, when push comes to shove, Yeah. Um, which makes it a little tough, but yeah. How have you tried to keep arms distance or do you know folks that are, are battling with that now? Yeah. Um, well, I have heard stories about people, uh, seeing their their peers getting laid off or um, reorgs happening and that that makes them feel like oh if it happened to them it could happen to me and you know I think a lot of people are looking around if they're not actively looking they're probably you know open to opportunities so um, you know there could be a positive Thing about this, especially for people who are hiring. And I'm sure there are a lot of other, other positives that can come out of all of these layoffs, but yeah, it's like that loyalty. I don't know. 
where do you think it comes from? Like when, when did we start being loyal to our employers, you know? Yeah. So, um, it's weird because you talk, you go around and talk to Silicon Valley folks and like loyalty, it, it's, Oh, takes you so far until you get a higher paycheck somewhere else. Right. So like, yeah. it's just the nature of Silicon Valley where it's like four or five years and you kind of, if you're not in tech and you're listening to this, it's sort of a inside, it's a small community. And like, I saw it at Netflix where people would go to meta or Google to get a raise. And they were like, Oh, I'm going to go over there, be an engineer and you get a, like a 10% raise. And then like five years later, they come back and cause yeah. they got a higher, like, so you see right. these things. So I think loyalty you can take um so far right with with these things but one thing i'll say and this may be a bit of a tangent and, and what i encourage anyone listening or or anyone who's reported to me or anyone that's asked me for this in terms of coaching is we should always be looking and not not in like you're always looking for a new job but mm -hmm. always keep your your options open for a couple of reasons like one if somebody calls you you should take the interview if a recruiter calls you find out what the salary range is just so you know what you're worth, right? Like yeah. without doing that, we're kind of trusting that our HR or people ops team knows what we're worth. And like right. they use certain data points, but you know, it's always good to get outside data points, see what you're worth. And then it, it just keeps you sharp and sees like, lets you know that there's some still some demand. Um, so there's a few people I'm working with now. And even though all these layoffs are, are happening, they're in final stages at big tech companies for like director roles, executive roles. There's people being recruited right now. Mm -hmm. So I know it may seem bleak from the late being laid off side, but it's looking pretty good from some of the candidate sides that like they're still getting recruited. People are still hiring. It is Q1. So it is the best time budgets are open right now. So yeah. <laughs> you're looking for a career change. Maybe it's now's the time to do it. <laughs> You know, that's, I think that's really interesting. You bring up budgets because it was last year I was talking to a client and their, their company had layoffs. They were in the, um, they're in the cannabis industry. I don't know why there were layoffs at this company. I think they just heavily, um, they hired too fast and they were growing so fast. Um, but they actually, I think they had some layoffs but they, they still had budget for that year for hiring. So they were cutting costs by laying off, but they still had budget set aside for hiring new people. So they were still able to hire. It's so interesting how that works because they're two different. They're looked at in two different ways, at least by that company. Um, yeah, yeah that, so even that... within the same company, you can have both happening. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I wanted to to pivot even us a, a little bit just to kind of talk about how some of these layoffs have been going down because I think that's something that is super interesting because, um, you know, I've had to do it in the past. I, I had to lay off 17 people in 2008, you know, the first whatever the, the Great Recession, yeah. right? And then we're kind of seeing it again happen now. And I've had to go through layoffs again this time around. Um, but there's been some horror stories like better up, uh, oh, not better up, sorry. Um, better oh, yeah, com, which is like the mortgage company, not better up. Don't plant that company, rumor. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to plant that rumor. Um, but better.com 
you know, the CEO, he got a lot of backlash. He, he held like a 900 person zoom call and basically said, if you're on the zoom call, you you're being laid off. Um, yeah. and so like, that was, that's, that was all over the news. That's a pretty horrible way. Um, and then Google, I think was another one where, you know, I had a friend of friend there where they kind of just woke up and didn't have access to their accounts in the morning. Um, yeah. And I think you mentioned something about Salesforce yeah. um, earlier too. Yeah. I think there's been a lot. I haven't kept up with it fully, but I do know that essentially when they were explaining in more detail why they did the layoffs, they were labeling the people that they laid off as the lower performing people who worked there, which I mean, you've already went and taken their jobs away and now you're going to like put this label on them. It's, I guess they were upset that that was happening. And I can understand because now they're looking for jobs and they've, they don't want to be seen as, Hey, I was laid off because I was a low performer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I could, I would go into those companies and like give it, give advice on how to do this like in a more humane way, right? Like from your perspective, what are some of the things that like Google better Salesforce could have done to like make these a little bit more humane? Yeah. I mean, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, but I just wonder, did they ask someone about their approach first, you know, uh, like, Come on. Um, I know there have been some people who who handled it really well. I don't remember exactly who it was that like everyone was sharing, like this is the way if you're going to lay people off, this is the way you should do it. I can't think of the name of the company right off the bat, but I just like these are people, you know, I know it's a business decision, but these are people who have been working probably very hard for the company and you know we we know how it is at when you're at a job you're probably I mean in most cases you're working harder than probably other people know unless unless you're just slacking off you know and you really are like you're there all the time it's a big part of your life and then to show up one day and you don't have that anymore it's a shock like even if you logically understand it it's still going to be a shock to your whole world and I just I guess as far as advice like just think put yourself in those shoes you know and yeah I think that's advising the biggest... people maybe get a coach <laughs> yeah I think that's one of the biggest things things right is and this is what you know a lot of people I, I advise people on is put yourself in their shoes and how would you want it done right and so I think one way to do it and this is how we did it back in 2007 I'm not saying it's right it's just another way to do it is um be very upfront about it it's mm -hmm. a it's a business decision and, and do it quickly right yeah. I think the thing that hurts is when it's looming like if you know you're gonna have layoffs don't let it drag on for like two or three months yeah. um 
make the decisions you need to do, put together a quick comms plan and just let it happen. And then also be a little bit humane about it, right? Like turning off all access is shocking, right? So whether, I mean, you can do things to, to protect the business, like, but you can still like have folks say goodbye in Slack and like give them till like the end of the day or something, just mm-hmm. treat folks like the like humans, especially since we just came out of, out of the pandemic, right? Where a lot of it's virtual and you can't help that. But just turning everyone's communication off now, they can't say bye to anyone. Like, like there's no, at least if you're in the office, you could like pass by people's desks and say like, hey, it was a great, whatever, 10 years, five years, two years, whatever it's been. So I think that's my biggest thing is like, how would you want to be treated and and do it quickly? Um, Because going back to the point earlier, the more it looms, it's like distrust starts and people like, now are anxious at work when they shouldn't be there's like stress that shouldn't be there because everyone's just worried on pins and needles and things like that yeah as you were talking it makes me think of you know like the popular advice for breaking up with someone (laughs) like don't just like if you know this is not gonna work please tell me and don't um you know, at least be a little bit nice about it when you do it and put yourself in that person's shoes and don't just lock them out and throw their stuff outside. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things that I saw was, I mean, unfortunate, but still effective is having the direct leader or somebody closer to the person actually do it. Um only because like that creates more of a human experience and that connection. Right. And when I've done it, it's, it's hard, it's a hard conversation, but I think it allows both sides to be, to show a little bit of humanity and be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I've had to do that, it's hard. It's, you never get used to it. And if you ever do, you should get out of leadership. <laughs> you never get used to it. Right. Um, but having the conversation, it looked like I was having a harder time giving the news, delivering the news than the person was receiving it. Like sometimes the person receiving it was like, no, don't worry. It's okay. You know, we'll figure it out. And, you know, we've stayed in touch since. Um, but like to give that opportunity to just kind of be people, be humans and allow some of that EQ to come out and not be so academic of a decision to make. Yeah. Um, I think that was helpful for me. Right. Yeah. So there's, it sounds like there are the two sides on the one hand as an employee, when you're getting laid off to remind yourself that this is a business decision and it's not something personal about me. It doesn't mean anything about who I am or my worth or my um, performance. Usually even it's usually just, uh, yeah, just this simple business decision to save or cut costs. And then on the flip side for companies to add a little bit more humanity back into this and let people like realize that the change that's actually happening and that, and supporting them through that. I have heard that a lot of companies now are giving people as a part of their severance 
some career access to career coach and mental health access. I don't know for how long, but I do like that, that people are thinking about that now. Like, hey, it's not just we lay you off and then we don't have, we're like, we don't have any responsibilities anymore. I think it's great not to completely burn those bridges and to support people into their next thing, whatever that is. And I know you have some interesting or um, at least unique things that you've heard of that have come out of this, that that have actually been positive. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that and what you've seen? Yeah. Well, yeah, I totally agree. Thanks for summing that up. I think that was like an ideal summary (laughs) of like how we can all get better at this, um, when it happens. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's lots of things to think about. And, and the question that I usually ask people is, you know, how can you think about this differently or what, how can you can control your response or how can you respond differently to, to this? Um, because if we look back at 2008, there was a lot of things we learned from that. Um, so like, it's kind of like what I was talking about or, or what I tell people is like, and the old cliche, you make lemons out of lemonade, right? So if you look back 2008, Dropbox was, was founded in 2007. I forget his name. I mean, it was like Daniel Houston or David Houston. Um, but yeah, he was laid off from his tech job and he was just frustrated with managing his own personal files and he didn't like, they were all over the place. And so his own personal solution turned into one of the, if not the biggest, you know, um, cloud storage company that I think many, many companies use now, Mm -hmm. Um, but that was born out of, you know, him being laid off. Uh, Even Oprah, Oprah, I think her story is famous. She got fired as like an assistant or something like that. And look at what she turned it into. So I think if you, if people look at layoffs as an opportunity, as opposed to something that that happened to them. Um, there's lots of possibilities. You can work on yourself. You can, you know, work on personal development. Can uh, change. Look at a career change. So maybe if you are in tech and you don't want to be in tech anymore, maybe it's opportunity to get out of it. Or if you want to start your own business, like that's another thing to to look at. There's so many ways, you know, to make make lemonade <laughs> out of these lemons. Um, I'd love to hear like any stories that you may have of folks that maybe even not laid off during this time, but just decided to, to do something different and how that turned out. Yeah. Well, one thing I do think is really cool because I've always, you know, I don't know why I keep saying, you know, (laughs) um, I have always been interested in maybe it's the tech world but like I I always wanted to start my own software company and I always think it's really cool when people do that when they say they announce like hey I'm quitting I'm going to start xyz company the cool thing is you make so many good friends at work especially I mean not at every job right but 
especially if you've been there for a while, you get really close and you know, you know what it's like to work with these people. And a lot of times you would love to start a company with someone that you've worked with for so long. And if you both get laid off together, or if there's several of you that get laid off together, that's amazing. Then you don't have to convince each other to quit your jobs. You're already there. Uh, that that part's over with. So it's a good opportunity. Like, hey, if you're thinking about creating a company with your friends or asking them, now's a good time to get them on board. Yeah. And yeah, and, and with that, hopefully you have a the company gives you a decent severance. Like in tech, severances are pretty good at least. So now you can look at that as the runway you have, whether it's four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, you have now no excuse to to put off that side hustle yeah. or whatever it is you are working on. Cause now you're getting paid for the next six weeks with benefits to like move on to do your next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least get a little head start. I think it's cool. Yeah. I'd love to, like, I don't know if there's a way to keep track of this to see what all companies come out of this 2023, but I think it's going to be really awesome. Yeah, I'm sure in next year or the year after or whenever, we can go ask ChatGPT what yeah. companies were started in Q1 right? of 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and track it back to, um, hey, these folks were all laid off from Google and they happen to make this amazing product. Yeah, that's hilarious. I I love it. Yeah, yeah. one of the things too um, that's an advantage of right now is it, it might be counterintuitive where, where companies are pulling back, but companies that, or small startups that are willing to invest right now in oh, innovation- yeah you're getting a head start because these com bigger companies are where they're pulling back in R&D in some of these spaces. It's mm -hmm. ripe for people to like, hey, I've had this idea about computer vision or whatever it is, and just like doubling down on that and like investing some time and, and resources could be just sweat equity in making your product better than the other products. While they're pulling back on ad spend, you're developing a an, an even better product. Yeah. So- yeah, out and of maybe faster because you're using chat GPT GPT to do yeah. it. <laughs> to do your, your QA and UAT. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to hire. Yeah. <laughs> um I know we didn't we didn't talk about yet, but uh, but uh there there is something that I did want to touch on and it, and it does happen where you know there's some survivor guilt. So, you know, it it may you know, maybe we don't want to talk about the people like they still have the job, but they, mm -hmm. there's HR people people ops that have to execute against these things and there's people who don't want to see their friends like leave the company and things like that mm -hmm. so you know if I've, I've had to deal with it and watch survivor guilt and kind of the fallout and usually at least what i've seen there's still a quite a bit of even like aftermath even though you know you say you're going to lay off x percent um i think companies have to understand that there's probably plus or minus 5% that's going to yeah. happen in there just because survivor guilt or, you know, people not believing in the business anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've heard any stories of that, but I've seen that firsthand. Yeah. You know, I haven't heard any stories of that recently, 
but I can, I know that feeling of when someone that you work closely with has been let go and not really agreeing with the reasoning. And I have that, that has actually caused me to want to leave the company earlier than what I probably would have normally. It's when you see something like that happen and you're not happy with what's going down, it just completely changes how you look at the company and the job. And in in some ways, um, it makes you think like, well, well, could they do the same thing to me? Uh, maybe not now, but at some point. And yeah, it's just not a good feeling to have. Yeah, I think that's the most important time, the most crucial time for strong leadership um, because that's when you need to rally the troops the most, inspire. Like you have to be the most inspiring at that point in time. If mm-hmm. you haven't been inspiring and motivating and passionate, you know, it's not going to make up for <laughs> for it if you try to do it then. But I think that's where the power of leadership comes in. If you are able to go through times like that and then rally everyone and help people go through like the stages of guilt, survivor guilt, all the emotional stages and still keep folks motivated and inspired. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what everybody hopes to, to have in their leader. And so that mm-hmm. was one thing where, you know, when I was at Zappos and I had to go through that, like Tony was still super inspiring at the time. And the mission that we had was something that I still believed in. Um, and I think that's the thing that good leaders need to to keep in mind is having a job and paying someone not to quit isn't enough these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need yeah. You need to have them. There has to be a mission. There has to be some passion. There has to be something driving someone. And it, it's, it's not going to come from just a paycheck. Yeah. You said something interesting about employers planning for that extra 5% leaving for because of survivor guilt. I do wonder if it's going to be even more than that now because of just how everyone, everyone in general has been rethinking their jobs and what role they play in their lives over the last couple of years because of the pandemic. And I think they were calling it the great rethink or the great reconsideration. Then we had the great resignation, just all of that. Jobs are, they mean something different to us now. And money, like you said, money is not enough. We, we want to be happy. We want to be fulfilled and we're not going to just do it for the money. And especially if we're watching our friends get laid off and in not not very nice ways but that leadership like you said I love I love what you said about being inspiring and motivating even through the tough times that that's hard to do yeah it reminds me of this um I recommend this book to folks um it's multipliers by Liz Wiseman. Oh yeah, I um, love that book. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone asks me or everyone says, I would do more with less, do more with less. But do you really mean know what it means to do more yes. with less? Most oh my people gosh. think it's 
You're speaking my yeah, language. reduce the workforce and just ask people to do more. I'm like, no, <laughs> less means. Yeah. Um, it actually means more than that. And if you haven't read that book, I would highly suggest it. Um, I know you have, but anyone listening, if they haven't read it, it's a really great book. And there's things in there where I was guilty of like rescuer, like the mm -hmm. accidental diminisher concepts where you're like trying to be a good leader, but you're actually not. Yeah. <laughs> so like rescuer tendencies I had, pace setter tendencies I had, and the optimist, which mm -hmm. for those who haven't read it really quickly, rescuer is, and I, a lot of people, I know a lot of people suffer from this is if your team is suffering or not able to finish a project, I would go in and help, mm -hmm. which it's like intuitive for a lot of people. Oh, I'll just help you with it. But now you're not empowering them. You're just enabling them. Right. Um, that was the, probably the biggest one I was. And then later in my career, the optimist were like, I know you can do it. This, my, this team is amazing. You're all are so talented and smart. Like I've seen you produce some amazing things, but mm -hmm. then in that, it almost diminishes how hard their job is. Um, yeah. So yeah, great book. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I think you don't even have you don't have to be in a leadership position to use those that advice that's in that book. Um, it's a little bit hard to translate it to think how you might do that in your in a I, more of an IC role, but it's. I think it's amazing. It's what I, um, I recommend that book to a lot of people and th thank you for bringing it up. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so to close out any last thoughts on, on layoffs and how people can survive and re rethink and maybe shift their mindset. Yeah, I, you know, I just, not even just about layoffs, but I think the general, for lack of a better word, vibe right now is just people are going through some major stuff and whether it's just in life or career, whatever it is, it feels like so many people have a lot going on and i I hope that everyone knows that you're not alone. I know the people getting laid off know they're not alone because it's happening everywhere, but it it can feel like you're the only one around, like close to you that is happening to. And it's hard. I just, I guess I just want to empathize with everyone and encourage everyone to be a little bit gentler with people they interact with because I think it's it's going around whatever it is yeah, what about uh, you do you have absolutely. any advice or anything to leave people with yeah so I, I think I'll go back to the what are the things we can control so we mm -hmm. can't control the things that happen to us right so like you can't necessarily control being laid off or like some of those things but the things we can control are, are the way we think about and the, the way we react to things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's totally human nature to kind of lean into that, lean into your feelings and kind of feel those a little bit. But then you kind of ask yourself what, you know, channeling, you know, our mentor, yeah. what do you, what are you gaining by leaning into that emotion? 
Yeah. Um, and then really asking yourself, what can you control and how can I respond differently mm-hmm. to this situation? And I think if you ask yourself, kind of coach yourself those questions and ask yourselves those questions, hopefully something powerful will come out of that and something positive in terms of starting a new business, maybe uh, starting a different career or whatever it is that brings joy to that person. And I think that's the thing to focus on, not what happened to you, but how can I respond? Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a great way to end this. And uh, of course, if anyone has um, any questions for us, they can contact us and we're happy to help. We can, we, we can even do a follow-up if later, if we need to, I don't know, just. Yeah. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Uh, for me right now, I would say, um, my email it's hello at diannesessna.com. Um, or to, well, I'd say email right now. Follow me on Instagram. It's diane.cessna is my handle. And that's the best way. LinkedIn works as well. What about you? Yeah. So if folks want to get in touch with me, you can email me at rico at riconasol.com or on Instagram at riconasol. Awesome. Um, so yeah, thanks for the chat today. Yeah. Um, looking forward to our next one. Me too. <laughs>